welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 219, The Next Halo. I am Mark, uh, also known as Wingman709 on Xbox Live, and with me, as always, is my good buddy Rob. Hey, everybody. Also known as Presar on Xbox Live. What up, what up? And hailing this week, also joining us from the Great White North, is uh, Mr. Tyler. How you doing, Tyler? Oh, pretty good myself. Glad to be here. And and what? How are you known on Xbox Live? If you if you dare to release your gamer tag, uh, nothing complicated. Just divine fire. And with, uh, a li- sorry. with what? Just a little X and seven because you're not supposed to add numbers before letters. So. All right. So it's like one of those leet tags, right? No, nothing. It's, I had to add an X just because they're regulations oh because you wanted the seven divine fire yeah oh okay but and and you sort of have a connection to the show don't you um yes i kind of heard through it through uh carbide and that's how i got the new wingman then kind of snowballed from there yeah carbide's off our community list uh he's been removed from my friends list uh you know his foul mouth you know it's just it's you know, we, we got lawyers that we're dealing with not because of him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he should have been around last night. <laughs> yeah, last night we were <laughs> we were playing Halo in a party, and he gets in, and he's just going crazy. And and we what we were telling him this was a this was a family friendly party. Yeah, and he's yeah like, I was telling him about that. <laughs> he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and he started letting loose. So. <laughs> Uh, good times, good times on Halo last night. A few adult pop. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I understand, you know, he's up there drinking that Molson's or whatever. So, good <laughs> strange brew. there. I always think of Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Anyways, this is This Xbox Life. You can check out our website at thisxboxlife.com. And uh, I don't know. I, I am assuming it hasn't changed yet, right, Rob? It has not. Since not you yet. haven't notified me that it changed. No, so. we're looking maybe two, three weeks out. All right, cool. And uh, I don't know. This is our random stuff section, and I don't have any random stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Unless anybody wants to buy a Samsung Galaxy Note 10.1 tablet, <laughs> I got for sale, brand new in the box. <laughs> I heard about the bids. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. I'll give you five dollars. It's like, come on, guys, this is a five hundred dollar tablet. I'll give you five hundred Microsoft points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> elite. <laughs> so no, I think I'm. I think it's gonna go up on eBay tomorrow. I had a guy locally that said uh, was showing interest in it, and I don't think he's gonna go for it though. So. Yeah, put it up on Craigslist so, you know, somebody can offer to trade like a 1986 Cutlass for it. Well, the guy that actually was showing interest was he was the guy that I actually got to shoot his uh, Smith & Wesson M&P Shield last weekend. Yeah. Um, he's a fellow shooter here, uh, enthusiast in the area. And uh, that's my next weapon of choice, man. That thing is sweet. And it's a lot smaller than my current handgun, so I can it'll be easier to carry on a daily basis. And I was considering asking him if he wanted to just do a barter trade straight up, but I, I know that handgun's extremely hard to find at the moment, and he probably wouldn't. <laughs> so, 
considering he wanted less than what I was asking anyways. So, but, uh, so it's, it's probably going to go up on eBay tomorrow. So we'll see. Uh, but I want to get rid of it because I got plenty of other tablets in my house. I have a Kindle Fire and an iPad, so we I don't need a third one. Even though this thing looks pretty cool. And I really want to open the box, but oh well. That is like willpower to the five millionth degree right it was there. It's been sitting on my desk now for two days, and I've been staring at it. Have you been when, smelling it? Oh. I haven't smelled it yet because that I might break and actually <laughs> open it. But if people are wondering why do I have it and I'm not opening, I actually want it from work. Um, so I, the work sent it to me. It was, it was, a a, a random drawing for something. So it's pretty sweet. Um, but like I said, I got other tablets, so I'd rather just get the cash and use it for something else. Probably going towards my M and P shield. <laughs> so, so if, uh, you hear this, uh, check, uh, and you're interested, check eBay. Uh, my, my eBay tag is wingman709. So you can look for it out there. If you want to purchase it from me, at least, you know, it'll be a legit sale. You don't have to worry about getting robbed or anything from any anybody out there, but I've had good luck with eBay, so it'll probably go up on Monday. Uh, any, you guys got any random non-gaming related topics? You know, your dogs or your ice makers or anything like that you want to talk about? Well, it's going to be 70 degrees in Chicago tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> it was like... 80 degrees here today, so it's like that every day. What's the big deal? Yeah, that must be chilly. It's cold right now, though. At at 8 o'clock at night, it's 70. (laughs) Did you put a jacket on? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It kills me. I was was out hiking uh, um, Saturday, and uh, before I left, I actually put on long pants. I was like, well... It was Saturday morning. It was early. And I'm like, the last time I went out to the park out there a couple weeks ago, it was cold. I was in shorts and a t-shirt and, and it was windy and it was early and it was, so it was a little cold. So was it low nineties? Let me put jeans on, man. I got out there and I'm like, I was regretting that decision. <laughs> I was like, I should have wore shorts. <laughs> it was a little too hot for jeans. So you're not acclimated to the heat down there yet? Dude, I'm I'm close. I'm a North Dakota native, man. I know what cold is. It will never get cold in Arizona. <laughs> I don't care. You, you can't. You, people are gonna say, "Oh, you're gonna acclimate to it." No, no. It, it'll never be cold, man. No, I'm saying you'll acclimate to the heat so that it's normal. I've acclimated to the heat, but I still don't think. Yeah. It's 70 here, and everybody's wearing a jacket. Exactly. I'm like what? I'm running around. I run around in shorts and a t-shirt year round. That, you know, you'll you'll be wearing a jacket in a couple of years. No, no, not going to happen, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I put a jacket on here is uh, when I when I used to walk the kids to school because the school was like a block, two blocks from our house. I'd make them put a coat on during the winter time. Well, I obviously had to as well because oh. can't, I can't walk out without a coat and tell them you have to wear a coat. You know. When dad's not wearing one. So I put it on only because I'm making them put one on. Well, actually, you can do that, but expect <laughs> some backlash. Yeah, I get enough backlash. So <laughs> it's like pick your battles. But anyways, yeah. I got nothing else random. So should we just move into the fun stuff and what people are listening for? That sure. sounds all right. That sounds like a yes. <laughs> no That sounds good. <laughs> all right. All so- I've been... <laughs> I've just watched some movies. That's about it. Anything good? Anything recent? 
Uh, the new Spider-Man. I actually fairly enjoyed it. A little bit yeah. better than the original. It was more, I don't know, say humanly, emotionally connected, you know, story compared to, oh, I'm Peter Parker, I got superpowers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and his his dad's, like, alive in this one or something, right? No, um, Ben Is still it dies. Just, it's just, yeah, it's Uncle Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I might have to watch it. And it's played by uh, Martin Sheen. What, the, uh, Uncle Ben? Yeah, it's, that was a little oh. thing that threw me off, but it was actually pretty good. Oh, he's, wow. He's a good actor. Yep. I don't like him for other reasons, but I do like him as an actor. <laughs> so. Actually, maybe uh, uh, that's something I'll watch on the train tomorrow. I got a copy of it from the in-laws. I haven't watched it yet. No, it's definitely, I find it a little bit better than Tobey Maguire's version. Oh, yeah. Because of his, I, I watched the first one, then I mm-hmm. still haven't seen the second or third. Actually, no real interest in seeing them yet. But... See, I, I guess I'm one of the weirdos. I always thought Tobey Maguire did a really good job. He He seemed to be kind of like... You know, because like Peter Parker and Clark Kent and, you know, these He's... guys are like, they're supposed to be kind of nerdy, geeky, not like super strong, you know. Quirky. Yeah. And I thought Tobey Maguire did a really good job of playing like a Peter Parker. But he I did. guess people didn't really care for him or I know the movie studios for some reason didn't, but. I still enjoy Tobey Maguire's version, but I find this one just a sh- shade better in ways. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I know uh, I, I've been looking at possibly watching it when I travel, and but I've, there's been other things I've checked out. But I'll have to check that out next time. So, you say it's good and a little bit better than the first one. I'll I'll check it out. And how can you not Did argue I... with uh, Connor turning to Lizard Man? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So if it's good, good special effects and stuff, there it'll be fun to watch. Did you guys see Skyfall? No. I went and saw that when I was gone for the the horrible episode known as 216, the one that was about <laughs> Wingman. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, during that episode, that week I was down in Texas for work, and uh, one night uh, another coworker and I, we went to see Skyfall on the IMAX theater. Oh, oh wow. my goodness, man. The thing I noticed, and I've seen two movies in 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 uh, when I say movies, I mean actual full length feature films in IMAX. I saw the latest Batman movie, and what I noticed about when I saw that was the sound. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It was so loud. It was this intense. Um, and and then when I saw Skyfall in in, a, in an IMAX theater, it was there was this scene, and this doesn't spoil anything, but there's a scene where this subway car like comes crashing through down to where Bond is at, right? Anyways, what happened... It's like my seat, it was so loud, my seat was actually shaking. And I looked over at the guy that I was there with, and I'm like, dude, my seat is shaking. (laughs) I mean, and it was, I mean, a huge rumble. It was almost like maybe they had put something into the seats to make them do that. But I think it was all strictly from the sound. But it just, the whole theater shook. And it made that, I mean, of course, you got this giant screen and, and just 
It was it was awesome, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm starting to get sold on seeing movies in IMAX. You pay a lot more, but wow, <laughs> it's really intense. So, but the thing you're looking at though, too, you're paying for quality sound. Yes, it's it it on Batman and Skyfall. It was just so amazing, so impressive, and um. You know, it was like the the big gun battle they had in in uh, Batman. It was like you know, someone could have been talking on a cell phone behind me. I would have never heard them. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just you wouldn't have heard anything. So it was intense. That was pretty cool. So almost too loud, but it was still cool at the same time. <laughs> but so all right, with IMAX. Real quick. With IMAX, I, I heard way back when that there was actually a film length limit. Something like the platters couldn't hold so much, uh, um, you know, movies that were like so long that the movies actually got trimmed down. Did you guys hear any of that? I don't really? think that's the case anymore. No. I really don't because the movie, when I saw Skyfall, it was two and a half hours. In the IMAX, um, and I don't. I think that was the the normal length of the movie. Let me, okay. In fact, let me look Skyfall up and look it up real quick. Yeah, the running time's two hours and twenty three minutes, um, and I mean that's what it took to. I don't. So we were in that theater for that long too, you know. So it, it was a really long movie. So I think maybe they've maybe changed the technology, and now everything's digital. So yeah. I don't even know if they, if the IMAX is done the same way it used to be. But you right. are correct that there was a, like when they first started doing it, some movies were cut short, right? So or edited for time. Yeah, I found something here online that says that the platters only hold like a, either depending on how they're configured, either a hundred forty-three minutes or a hundred fifty-eight. So that's still over two hours. Hmm. Hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this just cut, or maybe they did trim a few minutes out of the movie. You know, but too bad it, they don't trim commercials. Yeah, no, you still get the twenty minutes of commercials at the first yeah. part of it. So. Those don't count, though. Yeah. All right, so hey. let's move on. Let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Let's um, do it. Uh, Tyler, we'll let you start. What, what have you been playing this week? I actually started off playing um, the Omega DLC for Mass Effect 3. Got about halfway through that. How How is that? It's... I don't know. I, find, I thought found it better than Leviathan. There's, <laughs> well, that's not saying much. <laughs> I know. That's not saying too much, but... Um, you know, you get to interact with Arya more. You get it. Um, they meet the uh, head of the Talon. Um, kind of have her in your group. I'm not going to say who it is, but um, you know the one, like the one achievement, meticulous. You have to do um, gather three things for a bunch of guys. They're actually super easy if you actually just look out through the missions. Um, I know I I love Mass Effect Three, so 
you know, it's I still like it. Even it's better than Leviathan for myself. Yeah, I picked up Leviathan when it was five bucks, and my thought of that was, I'm glad I only paid five dollars. Now mm-hmm. I've played every DLC pack for all the Mass Effect series. I've bought yeah. and paid for every one of them, and Leviathan was the first one that really, to me, felt like kind of a letdown, um, especially the end. Yes. I'm like, where's this? I thought I thought most of this was going to take place underwater, and then when yeah. you get underwater, you really don't get to do much. It's it's no, that was kind of let down. I was like, so all I get to do is walk around. That's it, and then everything yeah. else is a cutscene. So, yeah. yeah, that really was kind of a bummer, and I think that that's really what bothered me. So when I saw Omega at fifteen dollars, I was I didn't. This is the first time I really said, mm, I think I'm going to hold off. <laughs> Do you know how long it is? I mean, you said you're about what halfway through. How long you been playing? Mm. Oh, I maybe a couple of hours. Oh man! So, do you recommend it for fifteen dollars or twelve hundred you know, Microsoft if you, points? If you're you know diehard fan, and you want to get it, then you know by all means. But you know, if you can wait out, it you could you can't. Because it'd probably be worth it, you know, worth it maybe eight hundred. Okay. But, um, I I don't I don't know about the ending so far, but I hopefully I just hope it's better than Leviathan's ending. Yeah, that was not, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll I'll definitely. Be checking this one out. I think once the price drops a little bit. So. And then, yeah. Aside from that, I've just been playing Halo Four, Spartan Ops, and multiplayer. Nothing too extravagant. <laughs> yeah, we had some interesting games. Love that last night. So. Yeah, the big team was fun. Yeah, it, it can be. I've had days where, you know, it's one of those games where it's like there's days that I just can't get a kill to save my life. And yeah. even last night, I was not doing good most of those matches but i think with having such most like our team you know i think we had our our entire team with the exception of like one or two people was in our party and it just made it a bit more fun you know it's like i didn't mind getting my butt kicked because i know the rest of you were kicking butt and uh so i i was just more focused on like you know driving people around and trying to so i'm trying to get the wheel man Mm -hmm. i need to get the wheel man commendation because i really want to unlock a specific armor um, but you have to have that wheelman accommodation. So I don't get a lot of kills because I'm just driving a vehicle and I'm getting the wheelman points. But you trying to get the splatters too? Spiders? The splatters. Oh, splatters, yes. I was working on some splatters last night. I had fun with a few of those. I think you heard me hooting out a couple of times. Oh, I just got a splatter with the with the banshee, you know. Because <laughs> like, yeah. usually when I come down in a banshee, someone always jumps on and hijacks it. Mm-hmm. Um I hate that. When you see that dude on there, and I'm like, no, he's jacking me from yeah. my vehicle. Was it Wilkes and I were having fun on uh, Exile there for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tore it up. I know. What was that one, Matt? You got, because you guys got in the tank, right? Yeah, I jumped in the tank, and Wilkes is on the uh, gun. What were you, like 35 and 3 or something? No, it was, uh, oh, about 28 and 5, 28 and 4. It was I pretty. Went. It was pretty high. It was good. Yeah. So, 
But, uh, yeah, good times. It was kind of funny earlier on, uh, I was trying to go for my perfection to get that daily challenge earlier. And, uh, I got sniped out. I died twice and I was mad. So fine. I jumped into the mantis and I went, had a running riot going and I got like a 30 and two. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that mantis, if, if it just depends on who you're playing against. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can get in a match and, as soon as you get in the thing, bam, it's gone. And I know mm-hmm. Carbide did that. He's like, I heard him once, I've got the Spartan laser. I'm just going to sit back and wait till their their mantis appears. And as soon as it did, I, I watched, I was standing there watching, and two guys or two guys were standing there. One guy hops in, bam, he nails it with the laser. It blows up, and he killed both guys. <laughs> I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's like those kind of moments really make that game a lot of fun when you're in a party and you know oh, so absolutely. you can see stuff going on and you can work together as a team and then I don't mind it as much. So yeah, the camaraderie is what makes it so much more fun. Yeah, and, and all the double XP that people can steal off Doritos <laughs> bags. So <laughs> so we won't go into that. <laughs> Did you play anything yeah. else? No, I haven't done too much else. All right, what about you, Rob? I know you've played something this week. Yeah, a little bit of something. So I've been, you know, hearing a lot of bit, a lot of interesting talk about Hitman Absolution. So, oh, game sucks. You know. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy it. No. No, no, too late. <laughs> you should have told me that before. Game's Never. awesome. So you know, some of the stuff really intrigued me. How you can kind of you know, go after people, you know, in different ways. You kind of have some versatility in uh, how you want to do things. You know, kind of like a fancy splinter cell, maybe, you know. In some respects, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. So I went and I bit the bullet. Oh, I I see what you did there. A little pun, a little pun. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, I went and I picked it up. So everything else that I've been meaning to play that is now on the back burner. <laughs> so I've got like <laughs> eight or no, no, I don't say eight. Probably at least five or six discs now that I kind of started, and uh, you know it keeps everything keeps getting shoved to the wayside. You know, especially after Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead rules the roost. Speaking of, it's recording right now. Yeah, it's the mid-season finale tonight. Ah, oh, so I know what I'm doing as soon as the show's over. So, going to bed. I'm gonna go. Well, I'll put the show up. It's. Warm I'm gonna post the show up so that you can mess up the feed so no one can get the show, and then I'm gonna go watch. <laughs> and then after you're done, you can remind me to put the. Uh, hey, you want to fix post the post back up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it April? <laughs> it's not April. If you're not seeing the shows appear, yell at Rob. He's he's messing stuff up over there. So. See, if I keep messing them up, I'm waiting for Mark to say, never mind, just give it to me, I'll do it from now on. I was close <laughs> to that last week, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I just need to, now I know I just need to push a little little bit more. No, no, you just need to get it right. <laughs> need to get, get the website done so we can only have one feed to do. It's like the beatings <laughs> will continue until you get it right. Anyways, Hitman yeah, Absolution. But, yeah, so Hitman Absolution. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. And it, it's interesting how I, I want to do this game perfect. And like... Uh, Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm probably at the point of where, you know, I, I just need to just accept some things. But like, you know, if they find a body, I'm like, oh, man, and you know, actually just restart it. Yeah. I don't want him to find anything, but I think that just might be asking too much. So uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. And uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I, I uh, when I first played Hitman Absolution, the very first level, I when I, as soon as I was done with it, I played it again because I'm like, oh, I can do better. And then I did really worse, a lot worse. Yeah. And so I tried it again, and I was like, oh, forget it. I just, I'm like, I couldn't do any better than I did the first time for some reason. And I'm like, forget it. I just got to deal with, like, if I get bad scores or, you know, because yeah. it's got that, well, here's what ever all your friends have scored on it. Right. There are 50,000. You did 2,000. It's like, wow. I <laughs> just had 50, to. 50,000. You did five. <laughs> I had to ignore that, you know. And yeah. it's like, I'm just going to play the game. And that's what I finally had to do. And I just went through and just played it. Um, I didn't play it stealthy. <laughs> I'll tell you that. You can go through Guns a Blazing. Um, and about probably eight, well, I'd say 90% of that game, I went guns blazing. Yeah. I just am not a sneak around guy. I don't, I've played way too many shooters. I, I don't have the ability to sit there and go, okay, well, what can I look for? What can I do? What? Cause I tried and I'm just like, I just don't have the patience for that. You know, and I just want to, like, and I I'm like, like killing people, man. <laughs> I'm like opposite where. Well, uh, I feel like I need to, like, clean out the entire level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like I need to get everybody in it. It really pains me to, like, sneak by somebody and leave them. <laughs> yeah, like the very beginning, they're like, you can walk past these two people or you can take them out. It's your choice. Because I, I was, like, looking at them. I'm like, okay, how can I get this one first <laughs> and then get that other one? I just let them live. And then I threw the next guy out the window as he found out that he wasn't going to die from cancer. Uh, yes. Dude, I was like the best, man. Nothing can ruin this day. Yeah! <laughs> Splat! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, I, I just don't get tired of that. I, I like to keep replaying that level just for that one part. Nice. And I let him talk, man. I let him go through his whole conversation. And he's all happy. Man! Nothing can ruin this day. You and you're sitting there giggling, yes. waiting for it. I'm like, come on, come on, finish your line. Yep, yep, that's, <laughs> there it is. Yank. See ya. The oh, oh, last nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. I am a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I have now is I finished the game. Yeah. Um, I played it through. Now there's five difficulty levels. There's easy. There's breezy. Normal. No, there's easy. There's normal. And then there's three that the next three harder ones are all at what they call professional difficulty. I did the normal, which was was not in the professional. The no, one one up from that is in the professional. So you don't have to play the game on the hardest difficulty level to get an achievement. The achievement is play it through on a professional difficulty. So you can play like hard, and then there's like expert and professional above that. But if you play it on hard, you can get the hardest achievement by playing through the game. Okay. So, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. But the, the the nice thing I like about the game is I have almost every achievement. 
um, which I think is cool because I played through the whole thing. I spent a lot of time playing, and I love games where they don't make it like, oh, you've spent 20 hours in this game. Okay, here's like 20 out of 50 achievements. You know, I'm yeah. like, I hate when they do that, even though, yes, I'm not a big achievement person, but I, I still am. I still like them. I still like to get them. So I'm sitting at 42 of 46 achievements in this game, which is, I think is awesome. And I'll, I'll never get the one probably playing a professional, but all I have is like on any professional difficulty, collect all play styles, collect all evidence and complete a hundred challenges. So if I keep playing this, and if I do go through and try to bump it up on, profe- on on hard, I could I could see myself actually getting all of these. So I, I may do another run on this game and try it on hard. But I'm going to have to go through and probably use like a YouTube video to find all the evidence and stuff. And I'm not even sure how to do all the play styles. Um, when you go into the little thing, it, it's not really descriptive of what you need to do. So I think I'm going to have to look those up to say, okay, well, what do I got to do? Because there's one like... You know, if you punch so many dudes or beat beat up so many people with your fists, that's a play style. But and then there's something like if you use, uh, I think if you take a lot of bullet damage or something, there's another one. So there's there's a whole bunch of different things. I'm not sure what they are, but the challenges could be tough. Uh, completing a hundred challenges because I just let's see, I think I hit. I completed 50 challenges right before I finished my first playthrough. Okay. So the rest of the stuff is going to have to be finding all these other things and trying to be perfect in the level. And, and you know, I, I just – and I don't think you can go through on easy. I don't think the challenges count if you're on the easiest mode. I think you have to be on normal or higher. I'll have to verify that. but It's usually the case. Yeah. So – I got to check on that, but it is so fun, man. The game was so much fun. They had so many different uh, scenarios and areas that you played in, and, and, and just the environments were so detailed. The game looked fantastic. It, it was so much fun to play, man. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, good, good stuff. I'm glad you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I... Also, I played, um, played obviously, Halo 4, as I stated. Um, I played Rock Band Blitz. I actually played a little bit of that yesterday before I got talked into playing Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I did. I played Minesweeper Flags, baby. All right. That's what I'm talking about. I beat that campaign. Dude, that campaign on Minesweeper took me almost six hours. <laughs> It tells you the total time it took to beat the campaign. Because <laughs> it was like, you got to play like 20 boards in every continent. So, you know what, there's seven continents. So it's what, 140 Minesweeper games? And that's, you've got to complete 140. So if you hit a bomb, uh, like I've had several where I was down to like two blocks to uncover and I clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> An accident. <laughs> accident. Yeah. Don't. Boom. It's like, Oh, so you got to play the board over again. Um, and it's a different board. So it's not like laid out exactly the same. It's always a random. So, but uh, I like Minesweeper. I got that for like five bucks and I've definitely got my money out of it because it's just one of those. You can just, eh, if you don't really want to play anything, you just 
something simple and a little puzzly type, I put play Minesweeper flag. So, but yeah, completed the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I really was looking at trying to get back into Assassin's Creed three. Cause I keep, I'm, I'm being told by a certain somebody that I'm right at the point, the point where I finally stopped playing is a, is about where it actually turns into an actual Assassin's Creed game. So I think now that I've cleared out the, the Borderlands, the Hitman, the what else have I been playing? I've played the Halo campaign. Uh, I've done kind of all those that were coming out. The only thing I got left is Call of Duty, which I hope to get for Christmas. Um, I don't really have anything hanging over my shoulder. so And I finished XCOM, so I think I'm going to probably this week try to put Assassin's Creed back in and see if I can force my way through that game. So, but anyways, that's what I played this week. All right. So, I think, Rob, you've got our first topic of the week. Yes, I do. Actually, it's been so long since uh, we started the show like 50 minutes ago or 40 minutes ago. I forgot what it was here. <laughs> All right. It was 163, uh, or wait, I'm sorry, 100, it was 16,428 kilobytes ago. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, so uh, there was a trailer that was released for the Halo 4 Crimson map pack. Uh, the map pack comes out, what, it, not this week, but it comes out next week. December 10th. December 10th. Yes, it do. Look at, so it, look at that. The guest knows the date. <laughs> and, I mean, he just, like, came up with it like that. Who, not the host who posted the story and was going to talk about it. And the guy that does this every week, the new guy. Says bam, I'll, December tenth. See, I think Rob, I might have just found your replacement. I, <laughs> you zoned me with your minesweeper talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I, I, you know, I got drool all over my chin and stuff as soon as you start talking about that. But uh, yeah, so the trailer came out. You might want to check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, the map pack, uh, just to kind of rehash what's in there, because I'm sure everybody knows, is uh, there's three maps. And they are titled. Oh, I had the list. Shatter. Yeah. Do you know the other two? Hmm. Uh, tip of my tongue. <laughs> Wreckage and Harvest. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. They're all this, different sizes too. Yep. They're all different sizes. They've got uh, uh, different. I don't say unique abilities, but like Wreckage. Uh, that one over there. It's a medium-sized asymmetrical. Uh, map. Um, uh, it includes King of the Hill, Capture the Flag, and uh, it supports up to 16 players in Infinity Slayer and 12 players in a variety of other modes, including King of the Hill, Capture the Flag, and Oddball. Then Harvest. It's uh, a domed agricultural planet where humans have made contact with the Covenant. It's a small to mid-sized map, and, and they say it's ideal for capture the flag. And then Shatter, it's uh, themed around natural crystalline surfaces. Uh, this large symmetrical map is a playground for the Warthog and Mantis. So uh, this pack is uh, 800 Microsoft points, or I think this is, what, one of the three map packs that you get 
for um, what's that one thing called? This it's, one's the, the Crimson Map Pack. Yeah. Sorry. Well, they don't have the season pass. They're calling it a War Games Map Pack. War Games, yeah. Right? So that so War Games that... is like the season pass, right? Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that thing is like twenty twenty five dollars, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, twenty five bucks. Free so, for your limited edition. <laughs> yeah. So look forward on December tenth. Yeah. All right. Well, real quickly, if I know there's many of you that there have played Bioshock, the first game and the second game, and I know many of you achievement people loathe the, the long hours of playing Bioshock 2 to get all your achievements. Uh, you may be happy to know that Bioshock Infinite will not have any multiplayer in the game. Uh, this has been confirmed by Ken Levine, who is the creative director for the game. And like the uh, first game, which did not have multiplayer and is still the second highest rated Xbox 360 game on Metacritic, uh, this is going to be a single player game only. So, I don't know whether you'd be happy about that or sad. Um, I played the Bioshock 2 multiplayer, and eh, it was better as a just a, just leaving it as a single player campaign, in my opinion. So, I liked the first Bioshock a lot. <laughs> so, looking forward to playing a third one. Very cool story. All right. So, uh, there's been some leaks going around on what Bungie's up to. And I guess they've pretty much confirmed uh, that the information is pretty much legitimate. Uh, the next uh, game is going to be called Destiny. And if you do a search online for, uh, I don't know, probably Bungie and Destiny, you can get a look at some of the art for the game. It looks pretty sweet. Have you guys seen that at all? Yes. Oh, it's spectacular. Oh, I mean, it just, it, I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, it it kind of looks, I mean, it's very sci-fi-ish, um, almost superhero looking. Remind, there's one scene, it almost looks uh, like, um, what's it, there's a book series, Ring, no, Ring World? Oh, don't say that, dude. What? <laughs> no, because. Horrible book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, what do you really think about it? Oh, that book was horrible. I was forced. No, no, to no, no. Rama, Rama. It's it's uh by Arthur C. Clarke, I think. Where it's like a big circle because it it looks circleish up on the top. But uh, this thing looks pretty sweet. I mean, it's something that uh, you know we're probably going to start like finding out. Under construction in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess. It's like the Death Star under construction only in the wintertime. It's covered All in right. snow. That's that what you're talking good. about, right? The big globe? Yeah. <laughs> I think the what really looked neat, the neatest looking picture they had was of that decrepit building next to like the waterfall or the dam. There was just a lot of detail in that picture. and it, it So it's interesting to kind of figure out in some of their pictures... Of I've seen on other ones like where they got these huge vehicle tank looking things and these guys are walking around with you know some kind of I don't know if these are humans I'm guessing they're human 
but you don't really know. I, I don't know if this is human in armor, if this is some kind of alien in, in this picture. Oh, I see the Death Star one. Actually, I was looking at something else. It kind of reminds me of a something like uh, Final Fantasy would do. Like in that futuresque, you know, civilization at the brink. Yeah. Like a Final Fantasy meets um, Lost Planet. Because <laughs> that's what I think of. Sky. When, I, when I look at this picture of these guys in front of that tank, I just this mm-hmm. to me just makes me think of Lost Planet for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that I don't think it. it's the snow. I think it's more than just the snow. It's not that. It's just like the 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 equipment and their outfits, and it really makes me think of Lost Planet. So, yeah, the one with uh, those troopers or whatever huh? that are walking. You, you think there's enough guns on that thing behind them? <laughs> you never know. Get at it. There's like a huge turret on the top of the thing, and then there's like all these like little muzzles sticking out from all over. It's like, how many do you need? Couple two tree. <laughs> yeah, but it does it does look awesome. And I think I'm trying to find it. Um, there was some pictures on IGN that were a little different than the ones I, I saw you had up. Yeah. And there was uh, I'm trying to find it. Oh well, not gonna be able to find it. But um, they had some uh, like another picture of the like the the characters and stuff, and it just had a real interesting look. Let me see if. Uh, if I can find it now. Yeah, here, here's another picture off IGN. And if you go to IGN and just do a search for Destiny, they've got this, this, these guys are standing there. You can tell they're human. And he's got like kind of like a mask on. And then this other lady's got this full on hood, which reminds me of like a Hoth, someone right out of Star Wars. And they're looking through binoculars, what it looks like they used in Hoth. And then I'd swear my first thought of the vehicle behind them looked like, uh, it just kind of reminded me of like an F-35. There's a, you know, but obviously it's got feet on the bottom of it. And then it looks like there's like one of those Hoth stormtroopers standing there behind it. (laughs) Oh, but it's really, you know, when I saw these, I was kind of like, wow, I wonder what this story is going to be about. And these images really just like, wow, they kind of run the gamut of you're in a forest. You're, you're obviously in a winter area. Um, So it's going to be pretty cool. I think to see this how it all plays out, what it looks like in the end. Yeah. They, they've said that it's set 700 years in the future um, in the last remaining city on earth. The gameplay is going to be highly social while allowing for open exploration. And this might be good for you, Mark. Uh, it's designed for your inner seven-year-old. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I want one, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what that means by your inner seven-year-old. Uh, it doesn't look like a game for a seven-year-old. They want to make it feel like a mythic adventure. Maybe like a uh, never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> First time we read Token. Yeah. <sighs> well, we'll definitely be... I'm sure we're all going to be on this because it's a bungee game, so... I, I'm pretty sure this will be high on our list when it comes out. But I do look forward to see more on what the gameplay is going to look like and what it's all going to be about. Yes, for sure. Okay. All righty. Well, i got to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to preface this by pointing back to our Facebook group because Mr. Soul Assassinator Wait posted a story about Far Cry 3. 
And he says, and he's been playing it because it came out early um, in uh, over in Europe. And he says, I only have a small amount of issues with Far Cry 3, but this one is at the top. For the people who think we don't need a new Xbox, read this and think again. Be sure to watch the video. And he posts a video, uh, and there's an article uh, from Eurogamer.net about Far Cry 3. And the one thing I noticed when I was watching the video, I, I did had the volume off. I was just kind of watching it. And it had some Xbox graphics compared to the PC, you know, side by side. The thing I noticed was that, like, the Xbox was choppy. It wasn't as smooth as the PC side. And it looked like a couple times where it was still trying to draw in part of the screen or where you were getting some screen tearing and stuff. And I, I think that's what he was talking about. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing or actually listen to what they were saying. So I was just kind of trying to watch the video and see what I noticed. So that and, – and check out our Facebook group and you can you can sound off about that too. But I bring that up because this kind of goes along with – this, the next topic of has the longest console generation damaged gaming? Um, if I think we talked about it last week, I think we did Couple about the, his or name, yeah, Ives or Ives Guillermo, or I don't I know, I'm probably just butchering his name, but the Ubisoft boss um, has basically been saying, uh, has been telling his partners to get their fingers out and launch some darn hardware already. Um, he is upset. He says it's killing them and hurting them that we don't have a new console out. Now, I'm going to go ahead. I want to read this article. This is from IGN, and I want to read this so that I get this information out, and, and then I want to hear about what you guys think, because um, I think this is a really good topic for discussion. Um, okay. So, so here we go. This week, the Ubisoft boss told Polygon, we need new consoles. At the end of the cycle, generally the market goes down because there are less new IPs, new properties, so that damaged the industry a little bit. I hope next time they will come more often. Sony and Microsoft will eventually be bringing new consoles to market, most likely in 2013, but no amount of complaining from third-party publishers will hurry them to market. The question remains, has the damage already been done? This console cycle has been the longest in history. Xbox 360 was launched in 2005, a time so far back that George W. Bush still had three years left in the White House. A person coming to adulthood now was just 11 years old when that console launched. Nintendo has launched two consoles since then, the Wii in 2006 and the Wii U in 2012. So yes, 2005 feels like a very, very long time ago. It's not that the games we are playing now are particularly tired. It could be argued that this long, uninterrupted generation has allowed developers to get the most out of the available technology and to focus on improving their abilities in areas like storytelling and character, skills which in previous years they lacked. New hardware is exciting, but it takes time for developers to master the tech. Although games are being refined in, the area, in these areas, they are still ultimately working with technology that is almost a decade old. This in a medium that stretches back only four decades to... Okay, to its uh, beginnings of Pong. The fact that third parties are unhappy is the real clue. They are seeing box game sales falling dramatically. Although this is a result of the rise in digital downloads as well as mobile and social gaming spread, they clearly believe that the lack of excitement generated by new hardware is also a factor. New IP is being introduced, but only slowly. EA has come right out and stated that it sees no good reason to introduce its best ideas until some new hardware emerges. 
This year has not been a standout for AAA new IPs with Dishonored, the major success story, as well as the critically acclaimed Sleeping Dogs. Uh, it's interesting that some of the most interesting new console IPs coming out 2013 is being published by a first party, which is The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls come, that comes to mind of the writer of this article. Um, and I know Last of Us is PS3. I don't know about Beyond Two Souls. I don't know if that's, but I think that's a PS3 only game yes, as well. Is. Okay, so both of those are Sony's. Um, so traditional hardcore gaming has now become dominated by franchises that could be passing through their creative and commercial high point, ready to be challenged by new ideas. We can only hope that this is the case. Could there be a more depressing scenario in gaming than one in which game companies have no more ambition than to rehash their current franchises for new technology? It is often forgotten that Sony and Microsoft reluctance, Microsoft's reluctance to launch new hardware is a function of their own financial struggles. Sony is in a dire situation right now. Only last week, its credit rating was downgraded to junk status. You don't need to be a Wall Street whiz to understand that this is bad news. Microsoft has more cash to play with, but troubles a plenty of its own. Forbes is running an article recently on whether or not Microsoft is on the verge of collapse. It's an extreme view prompted by the ho-hum reception to Windows 8 and the rise of cloud computing rather than anything specific to gaming, but still it's cause for concern. Sony and Microsoft have, and I'm almost done. <laughs> so, um, Sony and Microsoft have definitely been guilty of milking the current generation as far as it can. Price cuts have not been aggressive enough as both companies have sought to grow their share of the motion control and casual markets through value-added pack-ins. And both companies have been extremely aggressive and impressive in developing their digital download offerings, none of which especially helps third parties who still rely on the box games market. The hardware companies perhaps understandably want to cash in on a larger user base there that were acquired at great expense and effort. Undoubtedly, AAA gaming and therefore gaming as a whole would have benefited from hardware launched earlier this year or even last year. Therefore, the hardware company's tardiness has been a hindrance to growth. But taken in the context of the first party's own problems, it's understandable that we are still waiting. Let's hope that we are not required to wait much longer. As Guillaume says, transitions are the best time, are the best ways to make all of our creators take more risks and do different things. When a console's out for a long time, you don't take as much risks on totally new IPs, because even if they are good, they don't sell as well. And that's that wraps up the, the article. So I had a couple thoughts, and, and when, I, when I first, my first initial thought of the story was, how can it be damaging to gaming? Because when I'm seeing things like Hitman Absolution, Halo 4, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, Battlefield 3, um, uh, what else? Sleeping Dogs was a good example. Assassin's Creed 3. I look at these games and they are amazing. They've got a lot of story if you look at Assassin's Creed 3, for crying out loud. Uh, six hours in before you even play the main character. Um, that's all story. I mean, they're in all these games have a lot of story. They got great visuals, great gameplay. And, and, and I don't understand how they can say that it's damaging. They don't want to put on a new IP because they sell less when you've got the largest possible audience. You know, you've got, you know, if you look at a console when it first releases, you know, you maybe get a million people to buy the new Xbox when it first releases. Okay. Why would you put a new IP and spend $20 million on a new IP when you've got the smallest possible audience to, to sell that to? Compared to now when you've got like 60 million people that have Xboxes, 
To me, I don't. It doesn't add up to me. To me, it doesn't make sense. It seems like the their math is backwards. And I was just curious what you guys thought. You know, one thing that I heard a couple of times over the past, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks of listening to you know various podcasts. A lot of them, granted, are tech ones that have like a gaming section on them. But one thing that I've heard consistently is for Game X. So let's say like Hitman. Game, you know, X. Hitman comes out. You know, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic game. If you want the best possible experience, you play it on the PC. And I've heard this over and over and over. And that's because a lot of these people are going to have gaming PCs that have newer hardware. That is, I mean, the, the video cards nowadays are just crazy for PCs. The Xbox, you know, Hitman Absolution. On the 360 looks great. I don't even know what the PC version looks like. How much better it could look at, you know, look. But the hardware is seven years old. You know, there's, you know, they've done great things with such old hardware, but they could do even better things, make it even more immersive with new hardware. And I think that's what they're waiting for because we saw those images of. What was that one? What was that one video that uh, was released of that guy that was going in and he was like hacking into people's cell phones and stuff? Do you remember that one? Oh, sh- the, it, was, it was from the. Yeah, I can't think of the, the name of it right now. Watchers? No. Sure, shadows. No. Not no. Shadows. Anyway. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he was, you know, the yeah. dude was like going into like a bar or a club or something, and he was like, like hacking into the into the cell phones or watch whatnot. Dogs. But watch, watch dogs. Yeah, 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 that's the one. So, because they were basically saying, you know, this is going to be like the next gen style of game, but that video was from the PC, wasn't it? I think that's what they leaked out eventually. I'm pretty sure. I think that did was all PC. Yeah. I think they were playing it with an Xbox 360 console, but it was on a PC. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, a controller. It was an Xbox controller, Yeah. but it was, uh, that was still connected to a PC. The game was running on a PC. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, a lot of these companies, you know, they have a vision for what they want to do. And if they can't do it, they'll probably sit on it for a while. And they'll want that new hardware to come out you know granted they won't have the audience but you know that could be something that sells the the hardware if it's really good right yeah but it but we're talking about third-party publishers yeah who like ubisoft so they're saying they're not selling as many titles now when there's 60 million xboxes out there then they, they they would sell a lot more if they put out a brand new console. When there's only going to be a million people at start. I mean, look how long it takes to get back up to 60 million people. 60 yeah. million consoles sold. So you got your largest audience right now. See, that's uh, what yeah, doesn't make sense enough. to me. You're not the most you're going to sell out of. So it, let's say let's say you can sell to 50 percent of the people out there. You sell you put out a new you, they put out a new console next year. And and they sell a million before the end of the year. And Ubisoft puts a game out for that console at launch. Okay, 
And by the end of the year, they've had 1 million Xbox, the next Xbox, 720, whatever, sold. And we'll just say Ubisoft sold 50% of their brand new IP, the, the Ubisoft game. They sold 50%. So they've sold 500,000 copies. Okay? If they sold 25% now to 60 million consoles, they're selling a heck of a lot more than 500,000 copies. And they're, they're hitting a smaller market share. See, so that's what I don't understand about these guys saying that they're taking a beating or that the that their sales are down just simply because it's not on new hardware. I haven't stopped. The only reason that stopped me from selling, or I mean, like last year, I bought, I think, nine games from September to December. It was insane. It was the most I've ever bought in that, that, uh, that short a time. Right. Now, this year, I bought not near as many, but I still bought a bunch. Um, I think I bought five or six. And I'm going to get another one by Christmas. So, uh, you know, but I, I have slowed down a little bit just simply because, hey, the world's in a different place financially. People don't have as much money that they're flush with these days. You know, concerns about the future and putting money elsewhere. So, you know, I don't think that it has anything to do with new hardware. You know, one thing I was just thinking about was, okay, so... Let's say the 720 comes out or whatever it's called. Do you think that games are still going to be 59.99? They'll go up. <laughs> They're going to be 69 or 79 maybe? I think 69.99. I think they'll be go to $70. Because they jumped 10 bucks when we went from the Xbox to the Xbox 360. That's true. Maybe that's one thing that that they're clamoring for. Because they want to raise the prices. You know, I 10 might... bucks isn't a lot, but hey, time is a million. Yeah. I was going to say, I might be wrong. I think it's Cliff Pazinski that said that uh, the developer cost would be like twice as much for the new gen. I so, could, yeah, I would think that I would be. And the games aren't going to look any better than they're going to be on par and maybe not even as good as the best games on the 360 right now because you got to learn how to program for the tech mm-hmm. I mean look at look at the first games that came out on 360 some of them looked horrible you know you go back and look at them now and you're like ouch this was the new hotness you know <laughs> and, and it's amazing that you know and what the reason and I know it's like oh well it was the first game or that's what they look like back in the day but you look at what they look like today on the same piece of hardware and granted, I understand technology and that we need to go forward. And, and that's not, I do want a new console. I want new hardware. I want to make it the games even bigger and better. But the article of saying that they've ruined the gaming because they've held them out for so long and, and the, the excuses of the third-party publishers doesn't hold water to me. That doesn't make sense. I would think if I'm going to sell a product, I want a giant audience. I don't go out there and go, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna create and sell something to consumers. Hmm, what's the smallest group of people I could possibly sell to? You know? Or could they be talking about momentum? Where when a console's new, it's got a lot of momentum. It's got a lot of buzz. Everybody's hearing about it. You know, kind of like, let's say, like the Wii U. You know, the Wii U came out, you know, you, you start hearing in the news about, you know, how it's, you know, let's say like hard to find or, you know, this is the thing to get for Christmas. You know, it's in people's mind. And then once it's been out for a while, let's say like the original Wii, I mean, nobody thinks about it. At least I don't. You know what I'm saying? So 
maybe they want momentum where they because they've got the hardcore gamers already. I mean, those are people that are devoted to the hobby, and you know they'll they're they're going to get their money regardless. It's the the rest of the people that's the ones that they want. You know, where it's like, hey, there's a new Xbox that just came out. You know. I'm going to buy it. I need to buy a couple of games. So, you know, I'll pick up, you know, this, this, this. I really don't know what they are, but, you know, I'll just pick them up. And then, you know, they made that purchase. Maybe they'll never play it. Who knows? But, you know, it was a transaction. You know, it it went, that money went into the coffers. I mean, is, is that maybe what they're looking for? I don't know. <laughs> You're it, like, sounds good. It It's, I don't know. I, I mean, just, there's, there's so many things that could be... I don't know why they wouldn't... I mean, maybe they're wanting to do things that the hardware simply can't do. And if we're looking at, you know, Far Cry 3 and it and it, it, it lagging behind, you know, I get that part, but yeah. it's like, that's not what they're saying. That's that's the thing. It's almost like they want it because they, they've maxed out what they can do on the hardware, but they're not saying that. They're saying... We need new hardware to generate new sales so we can sell a bunch more on new IPs. Well, you're, you're not going to have a huge 60 million opening base on a brand new piece of hardware. You're not going to have 60 million units sold in the first year. It's taken, what, 10 years for them to get that far. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's what doesn't make sense to me. So it's almost like they're just talking out their behind and they're, they're the whole con- the thing doesn't make sense. And I don't see how it's hurt the industry. And or it's I something think, for the shareholders to hear. Yeah, I don't. I you know, trying to blame their shortcomings on other on. Yeah, that's probably all it is. And, but it's like here I am. I'm nobody. I don't. I'm not a shareholder. I'm not someone that's this big wig executive, uh, a marketing guy, or, or uh, not a marketing, but a. Uh, what's what's what is I'm trying to say? Oh, oh come the on, number, you're, the number you're one cruncher. of the one percent. A number cruncher. Um, Accounting, thank you. I'm not an accounting expert, but I still know that you're you should sell more. You should have a bigger chance of selling more to a bigger audience. The bigger your audience is, the more you're probably going to sell, because you could sell to a smaller percentage, and it still is going to go up. Because you're, you know, it's just that. That's my question. And I don't think game. I don't think this console generation has damaged gaming in any way. I think it's it's if anything it's it's made it bigger and better and it's expanded it. It it's gotten you know my wife has played games. She's played Rock Band. It got her playing something, and she doesn't play an instrument, but she loves playing Rock Band. You know because it was something that her and I did together. And that was the thing. It was I don't think it was so much the game. It was that it was a game that her and I could play. It wasn't killing people. It was uh, it was music oriented, which she could pl- you know hear the music, play the music that she likes, and it was something her and I could do together. You know, it expanded that opportunity. Um, things like Skylanders has expanded. My kids are able to play a character on my Xbox and then take that character and everything it earned on the Xbox over to his 3DS and play continue a completely different story, but with the same leveled up character there you know i think i think those types of things is you know that's where gaming needs to go and let's expand it outside of the console and do more things like what activision has done with skylanders i think that has really broadened things i think the motion controls as little as i use it my kids still like it 
You know, the Wii is obviously going to stick with it because the Wii U still uses the nunchuck and the the uh, Wii controllers. Plus, they've got this other thing they've added in. So, I, I don't I don't think it's hurt. I don't agree with it. I don't think the gaming industry is hurting. I think what's hurting is the financial collapse of the world. That and it's like they can't seem to recognize it. And I think they're pointing their fingers in the wrong direction. So. Anyways. If, well, you know, last thing, if anything, it's allowed them to refine their storytelling along with their compute, with their graphic uh, generation. You oh, know. Definitely. I mean, even, now look at like Halo 4, that, that's, I mean, you've played that. I mean, mm-hmm. don't you think that the story, the, and that was a brand new developer, right? A new development house. A lot of people from Bungie, I think, stayed to go to 343 Studios, but I thought that was a tremendous story. I thought that was actually one of the best Halo games to date, with the exception of the very end of it, with the whole flying sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was a really pretty decent story. I liked it. Even going back to to a previous cast, that opening sequence when you see Dr. Halsey talk, my first initiation was, wow, this is real. Yeah. And it's like, starts playing. And it's like, oh, dang, that is awesome. Yeah, I heard other people say the same thing. They thought it was real. I remember looking at it going, oh, I didn't know this had, you know, FMV, full motion video or whatever. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's CGI. And then I'm like, wait, no, is that real? You know, it's kind of like you're sitting there trying to figure it out. So I'm missing everything she's saying because I'm so, I'm like, is that a real person or is that CGI or it looks fantastic. Yeah, they, they did a great job. Um, and, and the game looks fantastic. Um, I, I, I would, uh, yeah, we need some new hardware. I mean, computers change quickly and, but yes, you made a great point of it's allowed them to expand. If anything, it's not kill gaming. It's expanded gaming. I mean, every game I get now has amazing stories to it. It has amazing visuals to it. There's there's more detail. There's more things to do. Like Hitman, oh my gosh, there's so many different ways to do something. You know, you, you got so many different opportunities to take someone out and do different things. That it, It's just like there's a lot of thought that has had to go into that. It's not just run and gun. It's not all linear. You know, um, so it's and even the linear games like a bullet storm. Oh, my gosh. I loved bullet storm. That was so cool. I loved that game. And I wish yeah. they'd make bullet storm, too, but they're not. Mm. But it, it, it didn't commercially do very well. That game was a blast to play. Um, so and it looked great. And I thought it the story was nothing to write home about. But. It, it was still, you know, it was something there, you know. I think that was the one thing that the game was lacking. But uh, another game, uh, oh, what is that? Uh, the one with where the guy's name, they call him Monkey, and he's got the slave, or he's got that slave collar on, and um, something Odyssey of the West or something. I can't remember the name. I can see the cover. It was a fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic um, and, and it's just, uh, you know, there's been so many amazing games out when, and that one had a, just an incredible story to it. Um, and it was the one where the, the girl, he's, he's got like a girl 
who's trying to get help back to her home planet or back to her home. And, and she's able to like kill him with the con- collar that he's got on, even though they were both slaves. And I can't remember the name mm. of that game. Um, man, it's killing me. I'll look it up, but I'll look it up while we move on to the next topic. But yeah, fan- there's been so many fantastic stories. Um, you know, and, and like right, you look at the Red Dead Redemptions and the Grand Theft Autos and anything Rockstar's done. Max Payne, you know, uh, what was the other one? The the L.A. Noir with they trying new technologies with facial recognition and stuff. And I mean, it's just all the things that the developers have been able to do and, and, and put all these resources in and try new things. I think this has been a great time for gaming. So... And I'll shut up about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you're supposed to tell me to shut up a long time ago. No, I, I like listening to you talk. Oh, whatever. It's, you're probably, you're you, probably playing solitaire or something. You're, no, that's you. <laughs> but I'm playing I, a, I'm playing a board game. Okay, but this is gonna, this gonna, this, this story leads me, this leads me directly into my next story. Okay, but this proves my point. Okay of why I think that Ubisoft is and EA are out, out of their freaking skulls. Okay. Dishonored is a brand new IP that just came out. Right? right. Yeah. Bethesda's Pete Hines has told uh, Destructoid that Dishonored's higher-than-expected sales means that it's being considered a new franchise by the publisher. Bam! In your face, Ubisoft. It's a brand new IP that exceeded their expectations because, A, they must have taken their time and done the game right. And I know people have played it, and they love it. I have not tried it. it, it it's not one that looks like it would interest me, but, you know, it, it's getting great reviews, and everybody I know that's played it loves it. It was it was actually the number one selling title over the holiday weekend. Uh, for Thanksgiving, and it sold really well overseas. So over in, you know, I guess Europe and and or everywhere else. So they're very pleased. They're very pleased, uh, and they appreciate all the fans that have supported this. And so they said, we clearly have a new franchise. And this is at the end of this generation. And you got other other third party developers saying, oh, we're not going to do a new IP because we can't be successful. Here's was we just put out a new game, and bam, well, guess we got a new IP because it did so well. It totally contradicts what the other guys are saying. And this actually proves my point. See, see, Rob, I know what I'm talking about from time to time. For sure. <laughs> so if you're a Dishonored fan, um, take great note and happiness that uh, looks like you're going to see a continuation of that of that game. So good news. Excellent. Okay, so... Xbox 720 or whatever it's going to be called. You know, we've been hearing about it for quite some time. You know, there's all those uh, rumors that were released with that, like, five-year plan document and all. Well, according to a new rumor from Bloomberg this time around, uh, people in the know are basically saying that it will be coming to a home near you, possibly in approximately a year from now so the holiday season of 2013 which to me probably means what november probably it's not usually when they release stuff like early november yeah most likely yeah i don't know why but like november 6th always sticks in my head from probably from when that dashboard released 
So, um, you know, hopefully we'll hear something around the time of uh, E3, which, when, when is that, in June? I'm calling November 5th for the next Xbox. November 5th? That's what I'm calling. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday? November 2013. Uh, I'd, I'd say you're probably right. If it's going to happen, it'll be right around there. So, you know, let, let's let's see what happens. I also, there's, I don't think it's a rumor too, but they might be making two different versions also. Oh, yeah. I've heard that too. One, you know, you got your regular version for your, you know, say your hardcore, um, you know, people. Then you got your Us. other version, <laughs> you know, and then you got your casual people, you know, for your arcade or videos, your, your basically your social media. So, I guess they're trying to diversify their products in the end. You know, I could see... Like, if they do, you know, let's say, like, a regular console. Like, even, like, the 360, like, right now. So, you've got the regular 360, you know, which is the power you know, power horse. You know, it'll play, you know, all the games. You know, got the great graphics and stuff. But how cool would it be to have a little, let's say, like, a Roku-sized Xbox that you could just put somewhere, you know, on a TV. You, know, you got the dashboard. You know, maybe you can do some of the... You know, base titles, you know, like the XBLA games or something. You can do your Netflix on there, your movies and all. And you don't have to have this huge box there, you know, making all this noise, mm-hmm. you know, silent. I mean, I think that would have a place even today. Yeah, I've, I've heard the same thing that they're going to have just more like a media-centric no-disc drive in the one, you know, the cheap entry box would it be digital yeah. downloads only yeah. yeah but then the other would be more of what you guys what we have now so yeah i've heard the same thing and i can see him doing that i mean essentially they i mean you think about the, when the first xbox launched they they launched one with no hard drive and then one with a 20 gig drive right this this kind of would be kind of the same thing you launch one with no disk drive that's digital only which is where the world is going so mm-hmm. it makes sense and then they still put out the traditional one for those that want the disc-based stuff. And, and it's, it's just that kind of, we'll put out both, and then the the one after that probably won't have a disc drive in it because we're all going to be digital by then. So, and everything will be cloud-based. Well, that too. And well, I think what would be cool is, I think cloud-based is definitely going to be a big part of the next Xbox because we already have it. You know, you can save your games there. And here's what would be neat. Say you've got your main console, Okay on the big TV in the family room, right? So your kids are watching it. They're they're playing a video game and you walk in and you want to watch t- you want to watch The Walking Dead. So you kick them off the TV. They could essentially pause the game and either, you know, and then, you know, you flip over to TV, they walk into the other room on the smaller TV, turn on the little Roku box as you would as the, the small Xbox Mini. and continue their game from yep. there. You know, because if it's all like cloud-based and you know stuff like that, and and maybe Microsoft is going to go to we've we've heard previous rumors that they're going to have a, an anti-use game policy somehow in the hardware where you can't play used games on it. Maybe they're just going to go strictly digital only. Maybe everything's going to be in the cloud. Maybe they're going to do a on release day you can just play it in the cloud like uh, OnLive does. 
Like Steam? So, so that you don't need the hard drive. You don't need the disk drive. Yeah, kind of like a Steam or like an OnLive where you're, you're basically playing. They're just sending the video back, you know, is all you're doing. Right. And it works for OnLive. So, you know, and it, I can see them doing something like that. So really the disk drive is, could end up being only uh, like a, a Blu-ray player. Like an option, basically. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I last I heard the last thing I, I read was Microsoft was discussing when to release the information on it. I think we're going to see it at E3 next year. Because the in fact this article I'm looking at says they're still trying to decide when they're going to be revealed. Either weighing a reveal at E3 against a separate dedicated event like they did for the announcement of the Xbox 360 in 2005. Personally, I think they should do something like E3. Because a dedicated event, you're not going to have, I think, as much media attention as you will at E3. Everybody's watching at E3. And if you let Sony come out and talk about a new console at E3, and you haven't said anything about yours then you've lost E3, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't want to lose E3, even though you're going to go, oh, but we're going to have a special event that only a few people are going to be allowed to come to some hangar out in the middle of the desert in California like they did in the last one. You know, it's like no one knew about it. You know, you, you had to find out afterwards. I'd, I'd rather, I think E3 makes more sense, even if yeah. even if Sony announces there. So what? You're going to be compared against them anyways. It's the yeah. biggest gaming show. It's the biggest show of the year. You got to put your cards on the table right there. So that's my two cents. <laughs> Even with that being said, it allowed them to generate more hype by holiday time, too. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. You know, they, you know, okay, we're going to, you know, have this new IP coming out, say, fall, winter. There you go. You know, then you have something for consumers to look forward to. Yep. Yep. I think it's, I think it'll be a mistake to do like what they did with the 360, but I don't know. I mean, if they did well on that and they liked it, they may do the same thing. You know, um, did, uh, was it, uh, black ops or the call of duty guys did something like that recently too. Wasn't that last year with, Modern Warfare 3, they did some big tournament thing where everybody went out to some special place and spent the weekend out there playing the game and seeing it from on launch day or prior to launch day. Hmm. So, but either way, I think we're going to see, we're, we're going to see, obviously we're going to see a new Xbox next year. So it's happening. Something, <laughs> something to look forward to. Save your pennies because it ain't going to be cheap. And that's what I think, too. It's not going to be cheap. Because none of us are going to want the discless version. No. Because if it has 360 backwards compatibility, which I, I they've got to do, in my opinion, they're going to, then I got to have a disk drive on it. So, but. All right. Any other comments on that one, guys? Nope. No, I'm good. All right. Um, Black Friday was a big day for the console makers. Well, some of them. Um, 
the PlayStation 3 on Black Friday, so those here in the United States, the day after Thanksgiving is called Black Friday. This is the biggest shopping day of the year. This is where, you know, you can get a 60-inch screen TV for 200 bucks. You know, they, all the stores go nuts and discounting a few items to get everybody in there. And um, it's the biggest shopping day of the year, and it's, you know, this they call it Black Friday because typically that's the day that most retailers are out of the red finally and are actually making a profit. They got to go all the way to the end of November before they start making a profit. Um, so the Sony PlayStation 3 sold 525,000 PlayStation 3 units, and they sold 160,000 Vitas. Um, uh, that's then that's the handheld. That's how many they sold in Black Friday. The Xbox 360, however did just a little bit better and sold 750,000 Xbox 360s on Black during the week of Black Friday. So these are during the week. That number represents sales between Sunday, the November 18th, and Friday, November 23rd. Um, and it's down slightly from last year. Last year, they almost hit a million. Uh, they had 960,000, but they still sold 750,000 consoles uh, the week of Black Friday. So they definitely outsold um, Sony. By you know almost what half of what uh, my fifty percent more than what they did, so it's pretty impressive, I think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So they're they're still selling a, like uh, like a ton of these things. So yeah, we got almost a, almost a million more new consoles out there. Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys pick up any uh, any of the cheaper consoles or any of the deals over that week? I, I guess no. Tyler, you didn't have a Black Friday since you're in Canada. <laughs> Actually, I know uh, Walmart did up here. Oh, they did. Yeah. Cool. Wow. So that's not too bad. Did you cash in on any of those cheaper Xboxes, or do you know anybody that did? Um, no, I don't actually. What you, Rob? Did you buy another one for the bathroom? Oh no. You know, I know you don't have one in your bathroom. No, I don't. Not not yet. <laughs> See, Rob, there there's there you go. Put one in the bathroom. That would solve all your problems. You can't then find time I... to game. You can just tell the wife, oh, I don't feel good. I gotta go. I'm I'm be in the bathroom for a while. <laughs> I got stomach problems. <laughs> Six hours later, you come out. <laughs> That's why we have tablets. I feel better. <laughs> and then we need tablets for numbut. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's. You know, on, on, a, to... on a on a quick side note about that Black Friday, I heard something. I don't know how true this is, but I heard something about how they're actually looking to pass legislation of some kind to move Thanksgiving up a week, so there could be another week of shopping. <laughs> Oh, that's stupid. Is that? They already got, like, Cyber Monday, which in sales follow the whole week after Black Friday. There's some kind of mental thing for people that, you know, they basically Can't wait until, until, you know, after Thanksgiving. So if they move, if they bump that a week, then the retailers will get another week. That's stupid. Yeah, isn't it? That's dumb. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, moving on. Um uh xcom enemy unknown i love this game this game is great it's hard as crap but it's a lot of fun so they've got an upcoming slingshot content pack um and 
This is going to comprise of three council-ordered missions. Slingshot will take you to China with the goal of attaining a triad operative by the name of Zhang. He's got a briefcase filled with some very interesting technology that could potentially protect your base from an alien battleship. Oh, those alien battleships are fun. <laughs> I finally got to go on one of those recently. Yikes. Um, needless to say, you need to get your hands on that briefcase. That briefcase has far-reaching implica implica implications, a solution to a problem that we didn't even know about yet. On the ground, XCOM Slingshot DLC doesn't bring any great changes to the tactical gameplay we've gotten used to. Um, so let's see. You're, you're going to be, uh, newly designed areas, but they're not functionally terribly different from what you've seen before, other than a slightly more Chinese flair to them. You've still got your four to six squad members shooting to kill all the while contemplating or completing certain objectives. Um, so there is some new stuff coming, so keep that in mind. Um, and I'm not going to read about the other missions, but there's three missions coming. And this is supposed to launch on December 4th, which is in two days, for $6.99. <laughs> That's an odd price. Yeah. So that okay. is that's a little odd. I wonder. I hope this isn't PC only. <laughs> that's kind of weird. It doesn't say anything about Xbox Live or anything in this article. You know what? This might be PC only. This is uh, an article. I hope it's not PC only. As I read about, I know it's coming to the Xbox. I just don't know if it'll be out December 4th. So, hopefully it'll be there. But keep your eyes out here on Tuesday. Uh, if you're an XCOM guy, there might be some more DLC for you. Okay. So, Black Ops 2 came out a while ago, and the analysts are looking at the sales numbers for Black Ops 2, and I guess they're kind of shaking their head. Is the sales are on a downward trend, uh, going down about 15% from last year's uh, Modern Warfare 3 release. So uh, I, I guess these numbers are enough to have the analysts go through and they downgraded Activision's rating from buy to neutral, uh, which is kind of interesting because, you know, I don't know the full spread of what these things basically are, but the the ratings typically will be like buy and well let's let's use neutral over here but when they say neutral they actually mean sell <laughs> you know because they don't actually say I don't think they actually say say sell but they're kind of like you need to buy it or you need to eh it's... I've I've seen them say where you can hold. Okay, words, that also means sell. It, well, no, no, well, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. they're telling you not to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, they, I mean, it, yeah, okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I'm no freaking stock market guy. Yeah. See, you're supposed to so, tell me, shut up, Mark. <laughs> shut up. So all of this, I guess, was uh, in spite of... The fact that they pulled in five hundred uh, or five hundred million in retail in the first day, so it's it's kind of interesting. And that's it. Yeah, see, I think they're looking at it a little too quickly. I mean, I don't know. I get Christmas coming up. A lot of people probably aren't going to be getting this till Christmas. I'm waiting. Um, you know, I held out this time again. Just. I, 
got to change with you know with the with the financial world. You know, can't just flush it all down on all these games. So I've tried to be a little bit more selective, and I think a lot of people are doing that. I I think that this game is not going to. It just seems weird that they would say that. You know, a cause for concern. I, I this this bubble had to burst at some point. It, it's yeah. it's Call of Duty, and as much as I love Call of Duty, you know, I, I I've always enjoyed it. I I thought it was going to happen last year that it was going to finally drop, um, right. and it didn't. It, it exceeded Black Ops, which had set the record before. So, um, and Black Ops Two, I thought had set a pre-order record uh, over even Modern Warfare Three, and and so. Um, you know, it's still, it still seems to be going out the door like crazy. So, but I don't know. I think, I think there was a lot of sales of this on Black Friday and I think you're going to see more between now and Christmas. So I think it's a little bit, uh, a little quick judgment to downgrade a stock already. So shortly after the game released, when it's still sold like gangbusters, like you said. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I think the cause for concern again is things outside of the gaming market. So, but anyways, uh, the Great Walking Dead, Rob. Uh, oh, uh, Tyler, do you watch The Walking Dead? I've never got into it. So. <gasps> I know. Oh That's my I've been gosh! Quiet okay, I've been quiet. <laughs> Rob, kick him out of the call. <laughs> How'd he get through our our, our screening our process? Screening process. What the heck? You must be a Walking Dead fan in every you know comic, game, and TV. Otherwise, you can't be on this show. No. We need to fire that screening company. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, covert. I guess I'm. I guess I'm fired. <laughs> so, um, all right, Rob. Well, okay, I'll take this back to you, Rob. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, do you like um, Daryl on The Walking Dead, the TV show? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, for some reason, I always get him and Merle confused. So, yes, I like Daryl. Daryl's the one with the group. Merle's yes. the one with the weird hand. With the hand. <laughs> the hand. <laughs> with the knife hand. Daryl's played uh, by actor Norman Reedus. And Norman Reedus will actually be doing the voice work for Daryl in the upcoming Walking Dead Survival Instinct, which is the first-person shooter game based on the Walking Dead show. Right. So I thought that was cool. They're actually getting the the actor to play and voice his own character in the game. Now, there's no – they didn't say if they're getting the guy who does Merle. Um, I don't know if Merle's going to be doing his own voice acting, but – um, Norman Reedus is going to be doing the voice acting for Daryl in the game. So that's cool. I'm all happy about that. Because Daryl is the bomb, baby. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you know that as soon as, as soon as the writers you know, realize everyone likes him, they're going to kill the guy off. Oh, yeah. He sucks, man. He's the worst guy ever. That's what we got to say. <laughs> and then they're going to off Carol <laughs> just because. <laughs> <laughs> just to get him mad, yeah. Yeah. So... All right, so that, I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, lastly, I think this is our last topic. Uh, Microsoft Vancouver is uh, now known as Black Tusk Studios, and they're building the next Halo game. Okay, they're not building the next Halo game, but they're they're building this studio uh, was recently rebranded, and they have been they've been tasked 
with creating Microsoft's next big entertainment franchise or, you know, like, and that's what I'm saying, the next Halo. So they're not making Halo games. Don't freak out, people. But they're going to make their being tasked to create a new franchise on par with Halo, to be like a Halo, like a Gears of War. But this is going to be a first party built game. Yay. That's cool, people. That's cool. Um, the company has 55 employees, and they're going to be doubling that number within a year. Um, those that are already there have an average of 12 years experience building AAA title games. Um, this includes studio manager and former EA man, Mike Crump. So that's kind of cool. So, so we're going to, we should see another, and this will probably be on the next Xbox would be my guess. So, and we know we got a, so we got Halo this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see Halo 2 Anniversary Edition or the remake or whatever next year. Um, but uh, we've got a Gears of War coming out next year. Yep. So, yeah, whatever this is, they're going to get this worked in. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad, you know, first party franchises tend to be really good. Um, Microsoft really doesn't have a, <laughs> a good history of that themselves. Um because they went out and bought Rare, and I don't know what they did. They ruined that company. But, um, you know, it's been like, I mean, really, Microsoft doesn't have any f first-party titles because Halo was made by Bungie, who they went out and bought. Um, so I guess you could say that was first-party. But it was a, you know, it was its own development house before they were bought. And uh, Gears of War is by Epic. It's just they have the exclusive right. You know, they bought this franchise and so it's not it's not really Microsoft doing it like Sony's got a lot of their own development houses that, that you know, work only for Sony where Epic is working for, you know, they put games out on the PS3, you know, Bungie's now making for everybody. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they can do. Hopefully they make something really kick butt. So, Tyler, are you uh, are you out there? uh Near Vancouver? Mm, I'm a good ways away. Uh, not, not too a, far, though. Nothing in days travel. Easy. Oh, days. <laughs> so if you were a developer, it'd be a little too far to commute, huh? <laughs> oh, I'd have to move. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, if you're into development or anything, they're hiring. <laughs> so. All right. That's, that's all I got, guys. Yeah, that's all those stories. Um, back here, XCOM. I did find it's gonna be released on Xbox and PS3. That okay. DLC. Okay, cool. And it'll be five uh, five hundred and sixty points. Okay, excellent. I'll be probably buying that. Oh, and that game I was talking about earlier, it's called Enslaved: Odyssey to the West. <sighs> fantastic game you guys if, if if you have yet to buy this game or play this game you can buy this thing brand new for like 15 bucks I mean, it just looked kind of weird it is a fantastic game i highly recommend if you haven't played it play buy it, it it's worth the 15 bucks um it, it's a fantastic game it was it was very well it was like uh, the reviews were like 
it did excellent in the reviews. It just didn't do very well in sales. And I don't know why. It was fantastic. So um, I highly recommend it. Enslaved, Odyssey to the West. So. Hmm. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> I had to see if, if they've got that thing on uh, Amazon. I only, I only rented it. I never did buy it. Brand new, eleven ninety nine. Wow, smoking. So awesome game. I should buy it just to support the developers. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> bucks. Oh man. All right, so, uh, Rob, why don't we go into... Well, I guess we don't have any community topics because I didn't post anything out there. Um, but if you want to look for us on Facebook, you can join our group. Uh, just look for This Xbox Life. You can email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's This Xbox Life. I think you guys are seeing a trend here. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at 224-698-XBOX. It's 224-698-9269. So I will let Rob talk about what's coming out this week. All right, kind of a slow week after uh, almost sort of a slow week last week with the holidays and everything. So uh, a little bit of news. Uh, we kind of talked about it, I believe, last show where Walking Dead got pushed a week. So it looks like it's still uh, slated for the 11th, and it's going to be 30 bucks uh, if you haven't uh, played it yet. And then uh, Far Cry 3 is coming out on the 4th. So that is the big title. So pick it up. If you're in Europe, it's already out. So Yeah. That's it. That's, That's all we up. got. Tyler, you got anything, any last words of advice for us or any comments? <clears throat> Nothing too exciting. Um, for myself, I'm kind of waiting until next year, sadly. Yeah, what is um what's what's like the big titles, the next big game you're excited about? Um ones I have only two left on pre-order, which is uh Doom Gears of War Judgment and Dead Space 3. Ooh, yeah, Dead Space. Gonna be and awesome. the fact that and the fact that it has co-op, I'm even more excited about. Yeah, that'll it'll be interesting to see how that works. I might actually be able to play through it. <laughs> And make they, it through a game. That thing gets so man. There were so many parts in in the first two games, especially the second one, that were so hard that co-op would just be beautiful. They actually made a statement that uh, you could be p- playing along with your buddy, and because they both been exposed to the marker, your buddy would be having like a hallucination, and you're like left to defend against necromorphs. Oh man, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I need my buddy there to help me, not be a hindrance and just stand there going, oh, I can't see. So, um, I'm, I don't know yet, but maybe the aliens calling them Marines. I'm kind of iffy about that one. I am looking forward to that, but that's definitely going to be a rental. But uh, that survival mode sounds pretty cool that they've got going for that. Um and I like Gearbox, so... <laughs> yep. And the fact that they place it after number two... 
Yeah. You know, you know that's something to look forward to. Yep. I think that'll be a fun game. It is hard to do a alien ver- uh, aliens game. It, it seems like a developer can either hit it spot on or they totally mess it up. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Gearbox has a chance to totally hit it right on. So, so it the stuff that I've seen for a video reminds me of aliens, like just a dark. You're fighting to the death. Yeah, that's oh. that's scheduled to come out. February 12th, if that date holds. Yeah. Dead Space 3 is the 5th of February. Bioshock Infinite, the end of February. So I'm definitely looking forward to Dead Space, all three of those games. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I'm... Fr- so I got till February to get through Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then uh, March uh, looks like Tomb Raider, Gears of War... Judgment and Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. Oh, and Fuse also comes out. Um, that's that game by Insomniac. So that'll be that'll be their first one for the Xbox. So wow. that actually sounded pretty decent. So those are coming out. So we got a pretty good early part of the year. Dead Island Riptide. I'm looking forward to. Um, and I think that really kind of takes it out. I don't think we have anything left. Crisis 3 is supposedly next June. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Star Trek game is next June. That looked that has that sounds promising. And then I think everything else is. I'm looking through the little release calendar here, month by month, and they've got nothing until the end of the year because they've got Rainbow Six Patriots. Um, but that one I think they said may go to a new console. Wow. Only that might be uh, the new Xbox only. Uh, Watch Dogs is there. Grand Theft Auto Five sometime next year. So we've got some wow. good titles, and then it's, and of course we know there's going to be a new Call of Duty, and there probably be a new Battlefield. Um, Battlefield <laughs> Four is in the works. Um, you got the beta if you got Men of Honor. <laughs> yeah, so War they've already Friday. got the beta, and they're going to use the same engine. It can't take them that long to crank out a new story. So I wouldn't be surprised. Did Battlefield 3 came out when? Last year? Yeah. Right? It was the end of last year, so it'll be two years, so I think you'll see a new Battlefield by holiday next year. So. Um, one game we didn't, you didn't mention was uh, Metal Gear Re- um, Rising Revengeance. Yeah, I've... I don't. I have really no uh, myself, no interest in that as of yet. So I've never. I played a little. Was it Rob? Did you have a? Did you have a Dreamcast? No. Yes. Metal Gear yeah. was only on PlayStation, right? I think so. Yeah. Because did you yes. have? Would you have a PlayStation Two at your house when? When no, I, I had the original back, PlayStation, I never had a two or three. PlayStation, because I remember playing some Metal Gear game on. It was probably on the original PS One. Okay, and I really. I really enjoyed it, um, but I don't remember which game it was. I just knew it was a Metal Gear game. So, because I was playing it at your house. Yeah, that would have been probably the first one. Because that was back. I in, think that's the only one that I had. It was back in when did I move back to Chicago? Ninety nine. I think it was ninety nine when I Ish, stayed yeah. with you for a little bit when I moved back. Yeah. So yeah, I remember playing some Metal Gear game. So uh, that's the only exposure I have to it. And so I'll have to see more about it before I 
I get too excited. But that kind of goes back to that discussion where, you know, why they've held out for so long, though, because the graphics for that, you know, by Konami is just amazing. I think it's Konami. But... Yeah, that sounds right. But, you know, they have utilized the graphics engine to its capacity, even switching over to Xbox, even though they were a PlayStation exclusive for a while. Okay. Well, I'll have to check that one out and see if it's... The only thing that concerns me is I know it was a Metal Gear Solid 4 or whatever had, like, all these hours of cutscenes. It was like watching a movie. Like, yep. I'm not doing uh, 60 hours of cutscenes. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. No game's worth that. <laughs> and the same cutscene. <laughs> of your guy hiding in a trash can or something. No. <laughs> so... But, all right. Well, I think uh, I think that wraps up our show then for this week. Um, Tyler, thanks for joining us, and I appreciate the the insight to Mass Effect's uh, DLC. I think I'll take your advice and kind of hold off till they at least drop the price. And uh, they'll probably have some kind of sale. Yeah, maybe around the new year or something. Hopefully, they'll mm-hmm. have something. And and if I get it now, that's just going to keep me from playing Assassin's Creed anyways a little longer. So, well, I. Well, I picked up Harley Quinn's uh, Revenge on uh, Black Friday on the Marketplace cheap for uh, Arkham City. And have you played that one yet? I haven't got around to it yet, sadly. I've been I've played it, just haven't finished it. Rob, I know that I know you're all over that game. Oh yeah, you liked cool. Arkham City, didn't you? Did you ever finish that game? No. So when they got pushed to the side again. Yes. <laughs> and I I was meaning to go back and and play the the first one. It's both amazing Silo. games. Oh yeah. I love them. Me too. Yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen. Well, Tyler, thanks for joining us. Rob, no problem. Thanks again as always. Good show. And uh we will uh, be back next week, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate us. Give us five stars, please. We're really nice guys. Um, it helps us get noticed on the, on the iTunes store, but bumps us up. Um, if you don't like us, then don't rate us at all. Just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> and unsubscribe. <laughs> so, well, they didn't hear that anyways. So. Oh, probably not. They're like, I'm done with this stupid show. So, anyways, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Um, definitely join our Facebook group. That's where all the activity if, with the community is happening. Um, with that, I am Mark, aka Wingman709, taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Catch y'all later. Thanks for listening. This is Tyler as Divine Fire signing off. Mm-hmm.